Hey guys, welcome to the Bitcoin Fortress podcast, helping you increase your financial freedom. This is episode 38, and we're recording here on October 30th, 2022. This podcast is for entertainment only and is not investing advice, so please do your own homework. Well, let's get right into it. Uh, first with the uh, weekly market update. Stocks ended the week with some momentum after economic data on the inflation front came in steady on Friday. The core personal consumption expenditures price index, considered a preferred inflation gauge by the Federal Reserve, increased half a percent from the previous month and 5.1% from a year ago. While those marks are still considered high, They met the expectations of economists. Apple was also a general catalyst for the market with a 7.6% jump on well-received earnings. Despite a bruising day for Amazon following the e-commerce giant's guidance shocker, the Dow Jones Industrial Average ended 2.6% higher on for the session. The S&P 500 index tacked on a 2.5% gain and the NASDAQ composite ended up about 2.9%. The weekly marks were good as well for the major indexes with the Dow up 5.7%, the S&P 500 3.9% higher, and the NASDAQ showing a 2.2% gain. Except for communication services, all 11 S&P 500 sectors ended the week higher led by industrials and utilities. Looking ahead, investors have another heavy slate of earnings reports a crucial Federal Reserve meeting, and the October jobs report to digest. Looking ahead, major earnings reports will continue to pour in next week with Pfizer, Starbucks, and DraftKings, all due to make the trip into the earnings confessional. All told, about a third of the S&P 500 companies will release earnings across a five-day blitz of numbers. Investors will also have a Federal Reserve meeting and Jerome Powell press conference to digest with the expectation that the hawkish position of the central bank will be confirmed and the target rate will be boosted 75 points, 75 basis points. Economic reports do include updates on construction spending, PMI, and factory orders before the weekends with the October jobs report. Analysts will also be busy breaking down the potential implications of the upcoming U.S. election for the market, sectors, and individual stocks as November 8th draws closer. And uh, just so you know, I did update my uh, monthly portfolio review, and uh, that's in my blog. I'm not going to be talking about it here. Uh, I did do a voice voiceover narrative for the blog post, so you can catch that on my Substack, and uh, there'll be a link in the uh, show notes. Moving on to Bitcoin news. Um, The first one here is from Bitcoin.com. It was posted today. And uh, just a recap of uh, various um, used bits from the week. So uh, the first one here, report Ghanaian SETI slides further versus the U.S. dollar to become the world's worst performing currency. As Ghana waits for a financial bailout from the International Monetary Fund, the country's currency, the SETI, continues its slide versus the dollar after the exchange rate slipped to just under 
15 SETI to the dollar following this latest plunge. The SETI is now depreciated by more than 55% in 2022, and this makes it the world's worst performing currency. Robert Kiyosaki says U.S. dollar is toast, citing Saudi Arabia's request to join BRICS. The famous author of the best-selling book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki, says the U.S. dollar is toast, citing Saudi Arabia's request to join the BRICS nations that comprise Russia, China, India, Brazil, and South Africa. IRS updates crypto-related instructions for 2022 tax filing. The Internal Revenue Service has updated the crypto section of the 2022 draft instructions for Tax Form 1040. For example, digital assets include non-fungible tokens, NFTs, and virtual currencies such as cryptocurrencies and stablecoins, the tax agency detailed. Nokia believes the metaverse will replace smartphones in the future. Nokia, one of the first companies to manufacture a consumer-grade mobile phone system, now believes the metaverse will cause phones to become depreciated. Our belief is that this device will be overtaken by a metaverse experience in the second half of the decade. Hmm. Okay, moving on. Uh, This next article here is from Coindesk. And this was uh, published on October 28th. Visa files trademark applications for crypto wallets, NFTs, and Metaverse. Says this move follows that of other large corporations and payment companies, including American Express. Payments giant Visa filed two trademark applications uh, to the United States Patent and Trademark Office related to digital wallets non-fungible tokens, and the metaverse. Part of one of the applications applies for trademarks related to software for management of digital transactions, use as a digital currency wallet and storage services software, use as a cryptocurrency wallet, and managing and verifying cryptocurrency transactions using blockchain technology. While another one is an application related to providing temporary use of non-downloadable software, for users to view, access, store, monitor, manage, trade, send, receive, transmit, and exchange digital currency, virtual currency, cryptocurrency, digital and blockchain assets, and non-fungible tokens. Other parts of the applications relate to non-downloadable virtual goods and a collectible series of non-fungible tokens, as well as providing virtual environments in which users can interact for recreational, leisure, or entertainment purposes accessible in the virtual world. It says these applications were filed on October 22nd. Visa's applications shouldn't surprise as they come after many large firms, including American Express and the New York Stock Exchange, have filed similar applications over the past year. In 2020, Visa filed a patent application for a process for turning physical fiat currency into a newly digitized version. At Visa, we are continually exploring technologies that might lead to new payment innovations and greater financial inclusion, a company spokesperson told Coindesk by email on Friday. The spokesperson added that each year we seek patents for hundreds of new ideas While not all patents will result in new products or features, Visa respects intellectual property and we're actively working to protect our ecosystem, our innovations, and the Visa brand. This is kind of interesting in that a lot of the software that's um, 
in the Bitcoin ecosystem is open source. Bitcoin itself is open source. And um, so it's just kind of interesting uh, that the uh, legacy system, you know, really focuses on protection of intellectual property uh, when the future um, might just be open source. So we'll see where that goes. But anyway, it's interesting to see that Visa is getting into the game and seems to have some plans uh, in the digital space. Uh, moving on to, let's see, this one is from Bitcoin.com. <clears throat> this was updated today. Uh, this is an article on Core Scientific, uh, which is a big uh, publicly traded Bitcoin miner. And just for a little background, a lot of the publicly traded Bitcoin miners and, and even the non-publicly traded Bitcoin miners are struggling lately uh, due to the fact that the Bitcoin price has plummeted and um, the cost of energy has gone up significantly. So it really puts a lot of stress on their business model, which, you know, they consume electricity. Obviously, that's their main cost. And uh, and they're, they can't really control the price of Bitcoin. So uh, it's putting a lot of these companies in um, uh, financial difficulties. Um, and so there'll probably be a shakeout and only the strong will survive. Probably the ones that have uh, that are really well run, really well managed and have uh, low energy cost um, will be able to survive the shakeout. Uh, but meanwhile, there's hash rate continues to skyrocket to all time highs, which means that there's more and more competition uh, in the ecosystem, which is good and means that the network will continue to be strong. Uh, anyway, so it says core scientific shares downgraded after SEC filing hints at possible bankruptcy. Uh, SEC filing shakes core scientific investors, CORZ, which is their ticker, slides 97% in 12 months. Bitcoin miners are having issues after the price of Bitcoin has slid roughly 70% against the U.S. dollar since November 10, 2021. Moreover, the network's mining difficulty is currently at an all-time high, making it harder than ever before to find a block subsidy. At the end of September, Bitcoin.com News reported on Compute North filing for bankruptcy and how it led to Marathon Digital shares getting downgraded. Now Core Scientific seems to be leaning in the direction of filing for bankruptcy protection or some sort of restructuring process. The news stems from a U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission filing, Core Scientific filed on October 26, 2022. Essentially, Core Scientific says it will not be able to make loan payments for October and early November. And the team has been engaged with law firms in order to discuss a possible restructuring process or filing for bankruptcy protection. The company cites that its finances have been depleted and it blames the price of Bitcoin and other types of negative exposure. As previously disclosed, uh, this is a direct quote from the filing, the company's operating performance and liquidity have been severely impacted by the prolonged decrease in the price of Bitcoin, the increase in electricity costs, the increase in the global Bitcoin network hash rate, and the litigation with Celsius Networks LLC and its affiliates, Core Scientific's filing notes. As of October 26, Core Scientific has roughly 24 Bitcoin in reserves which equates to $497,901 using today's Bitcoin exchange rates. 
Since the SEC filing, core scientific stock is down 97% year-to-date. Furthermore, on October 28th, the B. Riley analyst Lucas Pipes downgraded cores to neutral. While core has prioritized liquidity since the start of the crypto winter, we believe negative hosting margins during Q2 and the compressed self-mining margins have exerted extra pressure on the company's ability to meet its financial obligations, the analyst noted on Friday. Okay, moving on, uh, this one here, also from Bitcoin.com. Fidelity, 74% of institutional investors surveyed plan to invest in digital assets. Fidelity Digital Assets, a subsidiary of financial giant Fidelity Investments, released its fourth annual Institutional Investor Digital Assets Study on Thursday. Study features a blind survey conducted between January 2nd and June 24th. A total of 1,052 institutional investors in the U.S., 410, Europe, 359, and Asia, 283, participated. According to the study, nearly 6 in 10, or 58% of institutional investors surveyed invested in digital assets in the first half of 2022, while 74% plan to invest in the future. In addition, 88% of institutional investors surveyed find characteristics of digital assets appealing, and 51% have a positive perception of digital assets. More than 81% of institutional investors surveyed believe that digital assets should be a part of an investment portfolio. Nearly 39% of respondents globally that invest buy digital assets directly, with Bitcoin and Ether noted as the most popular direct investment assets. Fidelity detailed, as the digital assets market and ecosystem continues to mature, fewer institutional investors now view digital assets as an alternative asset class, particularly in the US and Asia. According to the survey, lack of fundamentals to gauge value, security concerns among institutions and end clients, market manipulation risks, complexity and regulatory concerns were all cited by at least one third of respondents as a reason why they do not currently invest in digital assets. Tom Jessup, president of Fidelity Digital Assets commented, the increased adoption reflected in the data speaks to a strong first half of the year for the digital assets industry. He opined, while the markets have faced headwinds in recent months, we believe that digital asset fundamentals remain strong and that the institutionalization of the market over the past several years has positioned it to weather recent events. Fidelity Digital Assets has been ramping up services for institutional investors interested in having exposure to cryptocurrency in their portfolios. This week, the firm began offering Ethereum trading. The firm recently explained how Bitcoin could be considered portfolio insurance. Bitcoin remains one of the few assets that does not correspond to another person's liability has no counterparty risk, and has a supply schedule that cannot be changed, Fidelity Digital Assets described. Hmm. Sounds like a lot of what I talk about here. Anyway, uh, needless to say, uh, it's good news that uh, uh, institutional adoption is increasing, uh, which should drive the price of Bitcoin up and uh, further, more importantly, um, expand the network effect. And finally, an opinion piece. Uh, This was in Coindesk. 
by George Kaloudis. And it says, can you believe it? Bitcoin looks stable, green even, as big tech stocks fall apart. While a repeat of the super rally seen in the second half of 2021 might not be likely, that era did come to mind last week as Bitcoin showed strength. Sometime in the Eastern time zone evening on July 25th, 2021 was the start of a magical run for Bitcoin, punctuated by a late night 5% jump. Uh, and then there's a little arrow on a chart that he includes in the article. I'll include a link in the show notes. Bitcoin was in the mid 30,000s range at the time, but by November it had reached an all-time high of around 68,000. That era, basically ancient history at this point, zoomed back into my head last week. Bitcoin started at 1 p.m. Eastern time on October 25th at 19,808.06, got as high as 20,176 during the hour, and was at 20,126 at 2 p.m. Eastern time. The low in that hour was 19,808.06, and only go up hour. Granted, this move wasn't as big as the July 2021 one, but it raised eyebrows nonetheless. Astute readers will see another such candle in the morning of October 26th. I'm also not implying that past performance is indicative of future results, so characterizing this one-hour price movement as the start of another run-up to all-time highs would be premature, though history tends to rhyme. But let's face it, the Bitcoin market has been pretty boring, and last week was anything but not just because of the move up, but also because it happened in spite of last week's dismal performance by big technology stocks. And I would agree that's that's an important fact because uh, for a long time, uh, Bitcoin's been correlated with uh, technology stocks and has tended to move uh, somewhat in uh, lockstep. And uh, it's really traded flat for probably last two months and with very low volatility compared to even bonds. And I think that was actually something that I talked about in uh, last week's uh, uh, podcast. Moving on, he says, remember inflation? Let's first start with Bitcoin's good week. Bitcoin's price could be up for any number of reasons, but here are two key things that happened on Wednesday. Bank of Canada surprised financial markets by raising interest rates by only 50 basis points instead of 75 basis points. And the U.S. Census Bureau also reported a 10.9% decline in new home sales in September around the same time. Both feed into the same idea. Central banks might slow rate increases because the economy is cooling enough to tame inflation. Policymakers in Canada raised by less than expected. Meanwhile, U.S. inflation has been fueled in part by a hot housing market. Maybe that drop in home sales will start moving the U.S. Federal Reserve towards slowing its own rate increases. We'll find out what the Fed has in mind during next week's Federal Open Market Committee meeting. Meanwhile, in the stock market, while Bitcoin and crypto soared, most of big tech had a bad week. Last week, Alphabet, Amazon, Apple, Meta Platforms, and Microsoft reported quarterly earnings. Each of these companies, except Apple, straight up had a bad time. Between October 24th and October 28th, Google shed 6.2%, Amazon dropped 13.3%, Apple gained 4.5%, Meta crashed 23.5%, and Microsoft lost 4.8%. Meanwhile, Bitcoin gained 6.8%. 
I've written about Bitcoin and the stock market decoupling before. So if you, like me, believe Bitcoin has potential as a new macro asset with some level of uncorrelatedness to traditional macro assets, it is nice to see Bitcoin breaking its widely written about correlation to tech stocks for at least one week. Of course, one week doesn't mean that the correlation's gone, but it does put a dent in both the statistical reality and the narrative. Here are my two takeaways from this past week. First, the stocks that performed poorly were suffering from a bad earnings week. Meta decimated its free cash flow chasing the metaverse. Alphabet's Google online advertising revenue was weak. Microsoft is down even though it beat top line revenue and earnings expectations because cloud revenue missed and guidance was weak. And Amazon came up short last quarter and also shared that the holiday season wouldn't be as busy as expected. Bitcoin and most of crypto don't have earnings announcements, which is playing to its favor here. Noel Atchison, who writes the Crypto is Macro Now blog and used to write this newsletter, put it well. An important feature of Bitcoin and Ether is that neither are burdened with the risk of disappointing holders with lower than expected earnings per token. Exactly. Maybe there's something to be said for more frequent earnings reporting from public companies in the name of smoothing out aggressive price movements. Pump out earnings data every 10 minutes. It's actually a terrible idea in my opinion, but there are some who want more real-time info. Second, it is interesting to see stocks, particularly Meta and Amazon, trade like the cryptocurrencies that Securities and Exchange Commission Chair Gary Gensler is hyper-focused on protecting consumers from. You know, the ones that go to zero in the blink of an eye. Interesting it's, is not really the right word. It's concerning. What is interesting about these stocks falling apart is that Bitcoin looks stable by comparison. That's also true if you zoom out a little more and look at the past month. Meta is down 23.5%, Amazon is down 13.3%, yet Bitcoin is up 6.8%. That sentence was insane to write, so here it is again differently. Bitcoin looks stable in comparison with corporate superstars Meta and Amazon. And again, couldn't agree more. Um, maybe it's a turning point, maybe it's a change in the narrative, uh, maybe it's a change in the trend, I guess time will tell. Okay. Well, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please like and leave a comment. Also, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. You can also follow my substack at bitcoinfortress.substack.com. And you can follow me on Twitter. My handle is at Nick Reichert. Uh, before I go, I just want to say also that I'm excited to be attending the Pacific Bitcoin Conference that's going to be in Santa Monica uh, just outside of Los Angeles uh, in a couple of weeks, um, November or uh, 10th and 11th, I believe it is. Um, so check it out. Uh, you can just search it up on Google. Anyway, I will talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.